God has designed you for a unique purpose. Get equipped for God's call with a degree from Clark Summit University. Choose from undergraduate and master's degrees, available completely online in programs like business, counseling, Bible, and education. For some programs, it's possible to earn your degree in as little as two years, or you can complete the degree you previously started. See if you qualify for a tuition discount. Answer God's call on your life and become a Christ-centered, career-ready graduate. Go to clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. That's clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. Together for the City is the name of the book. Neil Powell and John James, they join us, pastors. How collaborative church planting leads to citywide movements. Welcome to the program. It's great to be with you, Michael. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bayerdynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission. To make you sound your best, thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. Nice to be with you. And so, you know, this is, um, well, a hot topic, but it's uh, it's something that a lot of time is behind the scenes when it comes to church planning. Uh, it's your passion. What do you plant, like 20 churches and what is it, 10 years? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, not personally. We haven't personally planted 20, uh, 10, 10 churches in 20 years. In Sorry, 20 churches in 10 years. But we have been um, co- collaborating together as churches to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And just so our audience knows, Neil Powell is a pastor of City Church, Birmingham, UK. John James, who just spoke, uh, is the pastor of Crossway Church, Birmingham, UK, and the author of Renewal, church revitalization along the way of the cross. So uh, is this something that the church likes to talk about, uh, church planting? And, and uh, how many people has this or have this gift? Thank you, Michael. I think uh, we, in a post-Christian, pretty secular environment, like a major city in the UK, see great opportunities, but also enormous challenges in reaching that secular part of society those who, in one sense, have sort of turned their backs on the church, perhaps even aren't asking any spiritual questions. And I think we realize that we will need to see many new 
churches that are equipped and able to reach the very different uh, communities in our city, particularly the, the post-Christian secular community, and that by coming together um, as church planters in our city, we can do more together than we can on our own. So we realize the need of each other, perhaps more than we've ever done in our in our community, in our societies, to uh, to effectively reach out to those who don't know Jesus Christ. Yeah, the church doesn't get stale, does it? I mean, you have to keep ch- uh, planting churches and keep it uh, fresh and use the word revitalization. I kid, a little, a little sarcasm in my voice because uh, a lot mm-hmm. of churches are dying and unless, uh, you know, we get together and you talk about uh, going outside of uh, the tribe or the denomination, and we'll talk about that, then uh, there's not going to be a, a freshness about the church and, and it won't make a difference in the community. I thought the title Together for the City was pretty cool. Oh, great. Oh, I'm glad you like the title. Yeah, I think we kind of, um, we're, all, we're really a sort of band of brothers and sisters together seeking to see um, communities within the city of Birmingham reached for Jesus, where currently actually um, the gospel isn't known and isn't really being made known. And so as a church, you may have an impact locally in your context. And obviously every church is seeking to change and think carefully through what it means to connect with people uh, locally but actually how do we then go beyond that and seek to reach communities that we're not currently reaching I think we have to think carefully together about that and actually sort of partner together as well as we can across tribal denominational boundaries in order to see uh, some of these unreached communities reached for Jesus so Birmingham as a city uh, is is a city of around a million people. It's growing on average by about 200 people a week. Um, so it's a growing city. It's quite a young city. It's Europe's youngest city. And it's incredibly diverse. It's very multicultural um, with people really coming from all over the all over the world to make Birmingham their home. So there's a continual challenge for us to be rethinking how we do things and expressing the the unchanging gospel in new ways so that hearers who currently are not hearing the gospel can hear it for themselves. Yes. I have a feeling I'm going to end up with a British accent after this interview. (laughs) (laughs) I really like it. I like it better than my Long Island accent. I could tell you. Um, So, you know, speaking of New York, of course, you're a a fan, of course, uh, and a a follower of Dr. Timothy Keller. He's, uh, I guess, famous for church planning and and for, of course, being a Christian scholar. What has his influence been on both of you? Um, well, I first started to connect a little bit with Redeemer Church in New York City back in 2004. So that's about 15 years now. And we'd already planted a church in Birmingham back in 1999. So our church, City Church Birmingham, is going to be 20 years old uh, this month. We have a big wow. celebration next weekend. Um, but five years into planting a church, I started to, to hear something of uh, Dr. Keller's vision for cities, and in particular, how you try to impact an entire city uh, with the gospel. We realized that uh, we were having an impact in small parts of our cities, but his vision for the city, which is reflected in his uh, book, uh, Center Church, really gave us a vision that no one tribe, no one denomination, no one network 
could possibly fulfill on their own. So I think really that vision for the city that came from Dr. Keller really uh, inspired us to come together. So the Book Centre Church focuses around three themes. It focuses around the gospel, the city, and movements of the gospel within the city. And what, in many ways, our book, Together for the City, is, is a working case study of uh, all that we learned in New York from Dr. Keller in terms mm-hmm. of how to reach a city together for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. Amen. I know that uh, you have to have compassion. You use that word. You actually have to love people to do what you're doing. And uh, that's prevalent today. So I like the flexibility that you challenge us to have for one another and uh, to think what's best for the gospel. Well, I think one of the things that we are just continually learning and relearning is the importance of really having our hearts broken over the tremendous need that there is in our city um, and really therefore being willing to prize uh, people outside of the camp, you know, people outside of the church and do what we can um, in order to reach them, to prize that over and above, simply holding on to perhaps personal preferences of various kinds, maybe even as well, secondary doctrinal distinctives that we we really do believe are important and perhaps in terms of our ecclesiology are important but being willing to actually say even more important than those things is to see people reached for Jesus so we're willing to well we, we're trying to be as generous as we can towards one another and 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 prize that over and above our particular distinctives or personal preferences. Yes, and you quoted someone very famous in your book. You said that uh, you can't stay in your corner of the forest waiting for others to come to you. You have to go to them sometimes, a quote by Winnie the Pooh. That's right, the, uh, the, the hallowed, uh, the, the very reverend Winnie the Pooh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yes, we, we got to give, you know, due to his name. <laughs> to <Winnie the> Pooh. <laughs> Brings back memories, but he had a point though, right? Yeah, that's, well, exactly, yeah. I mean, it was quite a neat way of summing up really that, that sort of message in the book. But I think, I think that sort of generosity and that willingness to reach across some of those um, tribal boundaries is something that we're grappling with. It's something that we're seeking to do. And it's something that we believe is really important and flows out of a deep kind of reflection on the gospel itself. Um, And I think that's the sort of argument of our book is that uh, this isn't just something that um, Dr. Keller has dreamt up, you know, or whatever. It's actually something that we, are all kind of discovering as we as we reflect deeply on the gospel together. Yes. You know, we all want to see a movement with the church and t- because we want the vibrancy of yesteryear. But uh, you had mentioned, I thought it was interesting, the difference between a movement and an institution in your book. You bring up like the uh, ice bucket challenge, but uh, things that have an everlasting type of uh, in- endearing movement for change. Can you talk about the difference between a movement and an institution? Uh, we can try to do that briefly. Um, it's a, such a, a, an important question. I think what we've seen in Birmingham is that um, movements come when friends gather together to um, serve the Lord within their own denominations, but then are also willing to work across the tribes and the networks 
So we, when we gather, are really just a group of church planting friends who come from different parts of the city, reaching different people, using different models of church planting, valuing our distinctives. But actually, when we come together, there's something of a spark and there's something of a, a catalyzing impact that we have both on one another and on church planting within our denomination. So I think what we've seen is, is we've seen many more churches planted by working together than if we'd stayed on our own. And that's been something of a God thing. God has brought people to Birmingham and into the movement 2020 Birmingham in surprising ways, whether it's helping an Ethiopian taxi driver start a church or a Mexican asylum seeker who'd had to leave a, a sort of gang culture in Mexico who found himself in the city and just thought, I want to reach my fellow Spanish speakers for Christ. And he just found us and we found him. And um, in many ways, it has a life and an energy of its own. It's, there is a vital spark that uh, we, we're waiting for, for God to surprise us with who he brings across our path uh, next. So institutions tend to sort of function from the top down through committees and through planning and strategy and budgets. They're pretty uh, much focused on their own denomination and what's going on within their own particular tribe. Movements are generous spontaneous, organic, heavily dependent on relationships simply between church planters who are saying to each other, you may not be in my denomination, Mm. but how can I help you to plant a healthy gospel church? And Mm -hmm. how can we together see more churches planted and a multiplication effect um, within our city? So we aimed for 20 in that first 10 years, and we didn't know where those plants were going to come from. We had no budget. We had no strategy. We just prayed and asked the Lord to raise up planters, and he brought them um, into the city and through our churches into church planting. And by God's grace, we've now seen 19 of those first 20 churches oh, yeah. planted. And our vision is to then see further uh uh, gospel churches planted and to, to multiply. So why not 30 in the next 10 years? And we've essentially said now, if if God can raise up 20 planters within that first 10 years, why not a further 30 in the second 10 years? That would be 50 new churches for Birmingham. And then if each of those churches could plant once within their lifetime, that would be 100 new churches, which we believe then might begin to have a significant impact on our city, but we still don't know where those planters are going to come from. We don't know how God is going to do it, but we are open to working with uh, with gospel people in our city wherever we can, and to be as collaborative and as generous as we can, and to see more churches planted than we would if we stay just functioning within our own institutions or denominations. Yeah, some, I like the, the the fact you talk about planting, but sometimes I mean, you th- you see some of these churches; they should be uprooted sometimes maybe like a plant that dies that uh, it has to you have to plant a new a new plant uh you ever think that sometimes some of these churches they've you know had their time where there's new life are we are are, is the church cold thank you michael i think it's a really important question i think it's important to say that we uh, within 2020 we really think church revitalization ought to have a seat at the table in the conversation about a strategy of planting that will reach a city. Um, so a number of the church plants that we have planted, including the church plant that um, I've been involved in leading for the last nine years, uh, are actually church revitalization projects. So, I mean, our story is that we came to the city in 2010 
the church that were, that called us were a church that were down to about 15 members um, and really looking to wind down and close within the next two years. And we we gathered a small core team and joined the church. They called me as a pastor, but with very much with a mandate for change. And that was a key sort of distinctive. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just business as usual. Mm-hmm. It was a recognition that this was something that was in decline, uh, where some change was necessary. And so I came really, and we, we deliberately called it a church revitalization project because, and in the end, it, it really has the same goal as church planting to reestablish a gospel witness within a local community, a community that's making disciples, uh, a frontier for mission where there currently isn't one. And so church revitalization is very much a part of what we're seeking to see happen. And we're having those conversations all of the time. Um, I think probably, th- I think three of the 19 are uh, that have already been planted, our church revitalization projects. And we're having conversations with others uh, as we go along. I'd love to see more churches revitalized. I think um, it's a slightly different task. <laughs> it's a very different task in one sense, even though the end is, the goal is the same. Um, and it's not always possible. I think as you've kind of alluded, it, it sometimes actually it's appropriate for churches to, to, to close and die and perhaps be entirely replanted from scratch right. again. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it really is appropriate for, and often it's really down to the humility of the, the church congregation that's there and their willingness to, to sort of die to, die to themselves, take up their cross and, and, and be willing to kind of embrace change for actually for the sake of people they haven't even met yet who may be in their community. Mm-hmm. Uh, were they to count the cost uh, might actually begin to you know, see the gospel communicated to local people again. The other thing, the other blessing of revitalization is that it, it kind of does two jobs. It, 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 get, it potentially at least under God gets rid of a, a bad witness <laughs> and replaces it with a good witness. Right. That's what, that's our prayer at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're with Neil Powell and John James, the authors of Together for the City, How Collaborative Church Planting Leads to Citywide Movements. We'll be right back right after this. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions. The ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. Okay, we're back with Neil Powell and John James. Together for the City is the name of the book, How Collaborative Church Planting Leads to Citywide Movements. I like what you wrote in the back of the book. We need a bigger vision for the city, you know, to think big. And um, and perhaps that's why some churches close. Uh, I like that you have to think big. Uh, and that's, you're really, I guess, church planners are really like what? Like entrepreneurs, pretty much. You have to have that big uh, vision and how it affects a lot of people. You mentioned in the back of the book, it's not enough to plan individual churches in isolation from each other. The spiritual need and opportunity of our cities is too big for any one church, network, or denomination to meet alone. Lessons learned, principles discovered from your experiences leading to a successful citywide movement. 
So, Neil and John, I, I want to ask you a question. If you could speak very plainly to the pastors you know, in the churches and, and also the people in the churches, and just what would you tell them when it comes to the revitalization of the church and uh, maybe developing a little bit more of a, a sensitivity and a heart for church planning in the city? I would want to suggest that we need many more gospel churches if we're effectively to reach all parts of our communities. So we, as a local church, may have some impact, but we cannot do this on our own if we want to really reach an entire city. It's going to cause, call us to work closely in partnership, maybe with other churches that we've never worked with before. So it's, the, it's for the sake of the lost and for the glory of the Lord Jesus that we need to put aside some of our differences and come together and say, how can we do more together than we can on our own? And could that be that we don't plant churches together? Maybe we can't cut across our denominations to start new churches together, but can we help each other to plant healthy gospel churches that in turn will plant churches so that we might see the city reach not just uh, for in, in our corner of the city, but across uh, its entirety? Yes. And John, do you have anything that you'd uh, like to echo similarly or just or different yeah i think i i just want to encourage people to consider that um there may be even around them where they are opportunities to reach out and connect with people who up to now they've perhaps not considered as a as a gospel ally for their context so i think it's very easy for us to be sort of blinkered into our own kind of tribal situation. But I think that what we're discovering and the challenge really of a post-Christian context is that the luxury of tribalism is, is gone now. It's over. And we really do need, because of the urgency of the task, because of the, the need for us to have compassion for our city, because the gospel itself compels us to be more generous hearted and humble towards one another. We really do need to look and see whether there are people around us with a gospel heart that we can do more with than we're currently doing in order to see people who are not being reached, reached uh, with the good news of Jesus. Yes. Amen. I want to use a British saying here that sometimes maybe the church could be too big for the britches. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, and you're challenging people to think lighter and to get rid of some things, uh, you know, because, I mean, the Lord challenges us all the time. And, uh, and the way that you're, you have to not make it about you, you know, or like that song, it's not about you. Well, it's about you, Lord. <laughs> it's not about you, you know, the person or the church. And uh, it's amazing that we have this institution called the church. There's a lot at stake. Both of you mentioned there's a lot at stake, the gospel, and it's serious. We're dealing with the souls of people, not just playing church. Pastors Neil Powell and John James, they contend that it's truly a transforms a city. Thank you so much for your time, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailor solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand, from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bairdynamic.com. 
And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.